Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? Kyle, there is sunshine in my soul. Oh, so you're doing good. And outside too. And outside too. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm doing well as well. I was going to ask you, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, looking, looking forward well. to the games coming up. Before we know it, they'll be here. Oh boy, they're coming fast. Lots of good stuff going on for sure. Uh, it's still summertime though, and you can't help but just love sure. what goes on. Family reunions, uh, good weather, swimming, uh, all the great things. People from all over the world coming to visit. All good things. Yep, all, all good, good things. All good things. So, Jeff, over the years that we've been doing the show, we've spent, I don't know, I would say a fair amount of time talking about cognitive degeneration, dementia, right. Alzheimer's. These are uh, topics that, you know, they're not very fun to talk about. But, but we they're need, a concern. Yeah, we need to be aware of them. We need to um, recognize some of the challenges that they are. And, and it's kind of a big deal. It affects people, whether it affects you know, the individual personally or peripherally sure. through their family or whatever. A lot of people are going to be touched by dementia or Alzheimer's in one way mm-hmm. or another. So when I saw this article, I knew that we had to show it. I had to share it today. Well, great. What is it? So listen to this. This is, this is kind of big news. It's really brand new. It's hot off the presses. But wow. researchers at the University of New Mexico believe that they have found a way to prevent Alzheimer's disease. It's not April Fool's Day, so it's no, got to be true. No, this is a real deal. This wow. is a real deal. Now, That's amazing. Th- that being said, they're a ways away from, you know, they're still going through the clinical trials and all those kinds right. of things. Uh, in fact, they're still at animal trials right now. But they're they're finding some really pretty interesting stuff. The, the University of New Mexico's Health and Science Department Associate Professor Hiran Bascar, uh, he's been passionate about studying the d- disease for the last decade he says that the search for a cure started with an idea that he had back in 2013, and that idea has developed into potentially a vaccine. Wow. So Bascar and his team have started to test that vaccine on mice. As I said, they're in the animal trial stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used a group of mice that had Alzheimer's, and they injected them with a series of injections with the vaccine. The vaccine uh, is designed to target a specific protein that they call tau And it's commonly found in the brains of Alzheimer's patients. And we know that in Alzheimer's patients, they have this this plaque or this buildup of these proteins. Uh, That's what they're referring to as tau. And so far, the results have been pretty promising. So it's like taking a toothbrush to your your brain. Cleaning it up. Getting the plaque off, yeah. Yeah. So the antibodies in the vaccine seem to have cleared out the pathological tau. Pathological tau is one of the components of these tangles that they're fa- that they're finding in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's disease, and uh, they're finding that the positive response from this vaccine is lasting for months in the mice. Wow! Now, again, I want to reiterate that they're a ways away from sure. from human trials and those types of clinical trials, but uh, but they're working on it, and they're finding that the long tangles in the brain's neurons. Uh, we know that disrupts the ability of the neurons to communicate one with another. That's one of the problems with Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, the mice are then giving, uh, after the, the administration of the vaccine, the mice are then given a series of maze-like tests, and they're finding, Jeff, that the mice that received the vaccine performed a lot better than those that didn't. Wow. And uh, despite that, the researchers say that it's not a complete success just yet, uh, being able to get the vaccine to people will take time. Sure. In fact, it'll probably still take several years, 
and will cost up to $1 billion. So there's going to be a significant uh, investment before it's available to us as humans. And at any step along that process, they may find a, a problem and yeah. it may not make it through the, the gamut that so it has to So just to clarify, to. is the $1 billion the cost to get the vaccine or the cost to, pr- to perfect the vaccine? Well, I I, th- I think yes to both of them, okay. right? Uh, so, yeah. It's going to be expensive uh, in both cases. I hope it's not a billion dollars per dose. No. But uh, anyway, testing in, in small groups uh, is going to cost some money. Right now, the researchers are looking for partnerships to help them move forward towards a clinical-grade vaccine. And uh, once they develop that vaccine and find that it's safe for humans, of course, they'll have to submit it to the FDA for approval. That could take another several years. So it's a ways away but I think it's worth noting that that is something we'll want to keep our eyes on. And not for the side, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and and again, that's such a, a devastating disease. Any progress that we're finding on that is kind of exciting news. You did say it's University of New Mexico, right? University of New Mexico. So why don't they just go to, to Roswell and ask those intergalactic visitors if it's going to work or not? Because <laughs> they should be able to tell us. Maybe they could. That's just right next door. Maybe they should uh, check it out with the aliens <laughs> there, right? Yes. Yes, right? <laughs> You picked up on my joke, okay. I, I got your joke. I don't know that it was one of your best, but no, I got but it. but I had to think about it for a while. <laughs> so today's guest, Jeff, is one of our amazing athletes at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Her name is Janice Heller. Janice started participating in softball at the Games in 2001, which happened to be the first year that women's softball was offered at the Games. And she's been a true example of living the active life throughout her life, and we're excited to have Janice join us today. Welcome. Well, thank you very much, Kyle. We're uh, we're excited to get to know you a little bit more and uh, understand uh, kind of your active life and how you've been able to stay active. Um, let's talk about softball first off, just because um, you know you, you're you're kind of one of those historic first class uh, participants. Okay, first class meaning the first year for ladies, I'm sure. And, yes. and the other meaning as a first yeah. class as well. Great. Well, I started playing softball, uh, senior softball, when I lived in Michigan, okay. which was quite a few years. And um, we started, we only had one division then, 50 years old. And for a few years, we've been playing pretty much in the Midwest, you know, Michigan, uh, Ohio, parts of New York, that's not Midwest, New York, Pennsylvania. And then our coach found uh, an ad and it was talking about the Huntsman Games in St. George, Utah. Uh-huh. This might be hard to believe, but not everybody knew who where St. George, that Utah is was. That's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Anyway, we gave it a try uh, to see how it would, would go. And I think the first year, I can't remember if it was seven or eight teams. It was strictly a round robin format. Everybody played everybody. One age division. You just showed up. Yeah. So we played everybody and by golly, we won every game. So we won the gold medal and and as I mentioned before, I was hooked. And it was uh, it was a great experience. Janice, congratulations! How Thank cool you. is that to have won the inaugural gold medal for women's softball? It felt historic. very special. That's historic. Now, over the past several years, women's softball has grown dramatically at the Huntsman World Senior Games. It sure Games. has. I don't know how many teams there were last year. We had over a hundred teams last year that registered, and this year we have even more women's softball teams we have a total softball happens to be our biggest sport at the huntsman world senior games and if you combine both the men's and the women's uh, we're at a, we're at over 350 total teams but the women will make up about 115 to 120 of those total teams so awesome. it's 
grown into uh, certainly a prestigious event of its own. And since that time, we've been able to add age divisions uh, and even some skill levels as well. So the playing field has become not, not only larger, which it has become much larger, but it's also become more level and fairer so that in an ideal situation, you're playing against teams of your own skill level. Well, this year I'm going to play in the 70s. Okay. And I believe I've seen friends play at the 75 level. I don't know if it goes any higher than that. So there's no there's no limit at the games of what we'll accept, but it just comes down to how many teams can we get, right? Right. So uh, 70s and 75s is where we're at with the women. We've actually had 80s and a few 85-year-olds for the men's. Um, but it's just uh, an amazing, amazing undertaking and just a ton of fun to be a part of and to watch. And uh, I'm sure from a player standpoint, you can attest that it's just a lot of fun to play. Absolutely. But also from a spectator's point of view, I volunteer for softball at the Canyons Complex. Yeah. And I drive a shuttle, you know, one of the little golf cart shuttles that drives yeah. the team down from the parking lot and back. And the 80 and 85s especially appreciate those rides back up the hill to the parking lot sure Uh, it's amazing how so many of those men can still play well well and and you've touched on just a really important aspect of the huntsman world senior games and that is the volunteerism and the volunteers that do make the games possible we we couldn't do it without that volunteer help boy i agree with that um, the first year we came, that was one of the things we noticed was the number of volunteers. Yeah. And then the volunteers that you get, Kyle, are all smiling, and it really is nice. We had never been to tournaments where we were offered uh, snacks, uh, you know, like breads during the game, or the water was kept filled. Uh, right. We were amazed. The, the fruit baskets and all that thing, all those things that go out to the athletes, and all of those services, specifically as you're talking in softball, but all across the board for all 32 of our sports, so many of those services are just handled by, as you say, smiling, happy, friendly volunteers. In fact, it takes about 3,000 volunteers. Many of them are local, but some of them come in with an athlete or uh, even travel in from outside of the area to come and volunteer at the games. Uh, Incredible undertaking, but one that is so important and so vital to the success of the event itself. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Huntsman World Senior Games athlete Janice Heller. Janice has been a softball player at the games from the very beginning when women's softball was uh, offered in 2001 at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Have you ever participated in other sports besides softball? Yes, I have. Here at the Huntsman Games, I've really gotten uh, interested in cycling. So the cycling events, I've done 5K, uh, triathlon, a few 5K runs, that sort of thing. It's not scary for me anyway to participate in the Huntsman Games because everybody's so pleasant. Nobody's going to kill you if you win something, and nobody's going to... Tell you how bad you are if you don't do well. So I've had the opportunity to try different sports, and it's just been a lot of fun. That's cool. I I, I love that you've been able to take advantage of that. And you've touched on, again, another really important aspect of the games, and that is the, the friendship and the camaraderie that happens during the event. We have so many athletes that tell us that they come for the first year because they hear the competition is good and they want to be a part of that sporting competition. But they come back year after year because of those friendships and because of that camaraderie. And Janice, there just really is a special feeling among the athletes at the games. Well, I think so. Um, And part of what I 
think it relies on is the fact that so many of us are going through the same, mm, not problems, challenges, challenges, challenges right? in our lives, okay? Uh, it could be health right now, for instance, but we've also gone through some wonderful things. We all have grandchildren to talk about. We have traveling to talk about, and it's just amazing how we'll find people who've done the same things we have or who can maybe add to our travel plans in the future. Uh, it, it is truly camaraderie. It makes you feel so good. Now, you mentioned... Uh some of the challenges and, and certainly we all deal with challenges in our lives at different times and different levels, different things that are going on. Life, life's a journey certainly, and it can be challenging. You were faced with a kind of a significant challenge uh, several years ago that you thought may have waylaid your career. Tell us a little bit about I, that. I did. Um, oddly enough, when I turned 60, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes that used to be called Juvenile. Juvenile diabetes. Juvenile yeah. diabetes. Anyway, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And my first, my worst symptom was I woke up one morning and I couldn't see. And I thought that pretty much sealed the deal for me that I wouldn't be able to continue on with a normal life. Part of which at that time was working. You know, you have to be able to read to work. Yeah. And I couldn't do that. But, you know, with the help of the right professionals and education and doing what I'm supposed to do, eating like I'm supposed to, Things turned around, and I'm feeling really, really good. I just attended my grandson's uh, high school graduation, which I thought would not be possible. I feel great, and things are going well, and I hope I can take that to the softball field next week. So. Well, I, I hope that you can as well. So obviously, you, you were able to recover your vision. Yes, I did, and I still have some issues with it. And dealing with diabetes, as anybody with diabetes knows, is an ongoing process. It's like on an hourly basis. But I feel very fortunate that I haven't been diagnosed with a serious, more serious um, uh, problem like yeah. some of our friends have had that could lead to death or they've lost their spouses due to other illnesses. So I feel really good about that. It, it Diabetes is definitely a continual journey for sure. We, we have it in our family. My sister oh. was diagnosed when she was a child oh with juvenile diabetes. So she's had it her whole life long. And you know, it, 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 with the proper care and the proper education, it is controllable, but it is constant. Mm -hmm. It is always there. We've lived through, you know, some scary times with her oh, and we've seen, have. we've seen some things there, but for the most part, she's been able to keep it in under control. And it sounds like you've been able to as well. Are you insulin dependent? Do yes, you have to I take am. Shots every yes. day. And yeah. I, I use insulin every day and I monitor my uh, glucose level constantly. I have a continuous glucose monitor. I don't know if your sister does. Yeah, she does. But that, that helps. So I don't have to stop every five minutes and yes. check my level. And, and I do find when I'm exercising, I have to watch my level very closely, but also exercising helps me control my level. So the more I bike, the more I walk, the more I play softball, the more my doctor loves me. So Which I, which I think is great. We, yeah. do, we do want our doctors to love us. <laughs> we do. We do indeed. And I think that's such a great lesson. You know, you, you, you came up against this wall and it seemed like it was the end of everything from an active standpoint. And the reality is that being active is what has been able to help you through it. Yes. And so it works a couple of ways. It helps me with my glucose management and it helps my brain, my emotional side. It makes me feel better. There's so many benefits to just getting out and being active. We, we've found so many studies and, and, and shared so much information about how 
closely connected your heart and your brain are. So anytime you're out there doing something cardiovascular, that's heart-related, but it also is so beneficial to your brain, not only from a physical standpoint, which it is, the blood that's flowing through your heart and your lungs and going into your brain is, is keeping that, that muscle strong, if you will, but emotionally and spiritually and um, you know, psychologically, there are so many benefits to I totally active. agree. I totally agree. And what better place to be able to go outside than in this area, in the St. George area? Yeah, absolutely. We do have some incredibly beautiful vistas and just uh, amazing opportunities for outdoor recreation. But wherever you may find yourself, there's opportunities to get active and to get engaged. It just comes down to making the decision to live that kind of lifestyle. Well, and I'm lucky. I love to exercise and be outside. So for me, it uh, hasn't been difficult. So you've participated in sports for most of your life. Were you able to play in high school, any organized sports? Yes. Fortunately, um, we did have sports. I grew up on the East Coast. A lot of my Midwest friends didn't have any women's or girls high school sports, but I played field hockey, basketball, and women's lacrosse. And uh, so those those really helped me get through high school. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And and as you said, not everybody had those opportunities. So you're you're quite lucky to be able to have played some organized sports as a as a young woman in uh, in those times. I'm wondering if you could share maybe one of life's big lessons that you've learned through participation in sports. Well, I probably would have to go back to the camaraderie. I've always been exceptionally competitive. And people would say, oh, you know, play for the love of the game and all that. And I didn't necessarily. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm playing to win this Yeah, thing. I didn't always buy into that. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, after starting with the, the senior softball, and I was just under 50 when I started, and women were going through certain stages of their life, and we talk about it. Uh, they had children that weren't leaving the house. We talked about it. And we re- I just came to realize more that the people I was playing with and against were still very nice people. And we all had the same issues or the same wonderful things going on in our lives, and we could share those. So now when I see people that I met 20 years ago, uh, we just, you know, hi, how are you? What team are you playing on this year? It's, uh, I think, the camaraderie, the friendship, and realizing that you can have really, truly have a good time whether you win or lose has been good for me. What a great lesson. Mm-hmm. What truly, a great lesson. Truly a great lesson. For all of us. And uh, and again, you've just you know highlighted one of the great things about participation at the Huntsman World Senior Games, that family reunion, connecting aspect. And, you know, interestingly enough, they've done a lot of studies and have found that social connections are perhaps the the most important indicator of living a long and healthy life. And so we talk a lot about being active and we talk about resistance training and we talk about getting that heart rate up and all those things are important. Uh, Certainly not downplaying any of that, but to have social interaction really is a huge indicator of the kind of quality of life, but also the the length of life that we're going to lead. And uh, the Huntsman World Senior Games and other events like the Games allow so much social interaction that it just makes us feel good being a part of it. Well, I agree. And even if you're a kind of a by-yourself person and you want to be by yourself, uh, all the people at the Huntsman Games will never allow you to feel alone. 
I think that's the greatest compliment that uh, the event can be paid. Truly, truly it is. So you've been participating for quite a while at the games, uh, at least since 2001. Was that the, that was the first time that you competed at the yes, games? 2001. Yes, it is. So it's been a few years. Any memories that stand out over those past several years about competing or volunteering at the games? Okay, well, the very first memory I have, and all my friends will come up with the same thing, I think. The first year we were out here in 2001, we had one of those early morning games. Okay. And the sun was just coming up over the cliffs uh, behind the canyons complex. And we literally stopped our game and turned to look on the cliffs because there was a line of horseback riders up there, complete with cowboy hats. And the sun was in back of them, and they were silhouetted. And that was something that we did not see in the Midwest. We were just blown away. I mean, we literally stopped the game. Something out of a John Wayne movie. Absolutely. So that was one very strong uh, memory. Um, I also, probably from the volunteering, it's getting to the point now where I drive my little golf cart and pick people up. The fellows remember me from prior years and they say, well, where were you yesterday? I needed you yesterday. So we're getting to know each other, a team from Hawaii, a team from Japan, all these other teams, um, getting, getting to become friends, I think. And this year, um, we have some of the gals from our team staying with us. And one of them has asked me to sign her up as a volunteer. She's coming in early so that she can drive a golf cart too. How great is that? Now, this coming week, you have a softball tournament coming up at the National Senior Games yes. Summer Event. Um, we're a member of the National Senior Games Association and proud to be a member of that uh, great organization that helps people stay active into their senior years. Uh, you're playing softball, is that correct? Yes, I'm playing softball in the 70 division with my team from Michigan. Wonderful. And you'll also be carrying the Utah flag representing the athletes from Utah and at I'm, their opening ceremonies. Yeah, and I'm really excited. And I just got all the directions on what I'm supposed to do. Did you want to say something? Anyway, I'm very pleased and honored to be carrying the Utah flag. I'm going to carry uh, as the woman, and then there'll be a gentleman also carrying. Correct. and. Um, just the idea of uh, getting there and holding up my sign. Okay, Utah, come on over here, line up, yeah. and then marching in very proudly now as a Utah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, well, we're very excited to have you representing our games and the state of Utah at that event. Um, what would you give as advice to someone who's sitting on the fence and trying to decide whether or not they want to participate in a sport? Oh, golly, go for it. Because at the Huntsman Games, you can do something very passive, even if it's just taking a walk with the mayor or someone, or square dancing or bridge. It doesn't have to be physically active. But try something you haven't done and just do it at your level. Um, If you do a 5K run, for instance, if you've been on the fence about jogging and so on, you will find 90-year-olds doing the best they can to run and maybe surrounded by their family to give them support. Just try something. Get out there and see what the competition's about. You don't have to be a heavy competitor. Just give it a go. Try something new. Maybe you've done something else. I want to get back into archery and I'm dying to try that. Just try something new. I think that's about the best advice that you could ever offer. Perfect advice. Wonderful. Janice, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your your memories and your stories and your expertise, and we just wish you the very best of luck in your upcoming tournaments and can't wait to watch you playing softball once again at the Huntsman World Senior Games in October. 
Well, thank you very much, and I'm really looking forward to that, and I may see you at the Albuquerque Games, the National Senior Games. We'll be there. We'll be there, so hopefully we'll run into each other. Thank you, Kyle. Awesome. Jeff, it's June. Yes, it is. It's it's the end of June now. Yes, it is. And uh, that means that it's time to register. You better get it done. For the Huntsman World Senior Games. If you want to join Janice and be an athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games, it's very easy to do. All you have to do is visit SeniorGames.net. Click on that register tab. The process itself is very simple. It's fast. It's secure. And before you know it, you'll be ready to become one of more than 11,000 athletes who will compete this year at the Huntsman World Senior Games. The dates for the 2019 games are October 7th through the 19th. Put that on your calendar. Visit SeniorGames.net. Get yourself registered. Be a part of this amazing event. Also, remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere the podcasts are found, whether that's on your Google Play, uh, your iTunes, or I guess uh, Apple Podcasts. I think they've just changed the name to that now. Uh, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating, write a quick review. You really can make a difference in helping us spread the word. You can also find this as well as previous episodes right on our website. Once again, that website is seniorgames.net. So check it out. Jeff, our inspirational quote for the day. I like this one. Okay. You can't always choose the music life plays for us, but we can choose how we dance to it. And some of those dance pretty funky, but yeah. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.